Hey there, strangers. Spooky season is here. And if you're looking for a podcast that delivers quality storytelling and trustworthy research, then look no further than Southern Gothic. Southern Gothic is a narrative history podcast that features immersive sound design to tell stories about the American South's darkest days and most infamous ghost lore. The show sits at the intersection of true crime, history, and the paranormal. Your host, Brandon, takes pride in participating in the great Southern tradition of storytelling, but the episodes are also centered in professional research, overseen by Brandon's sister, Brianne, an archivist at the Louisiana State Museum. Their first episode of the Halloween season explores a haunted cemetery in Charleston, South Carolina, with some eerie connections to the one and only Edgar Allan Poe. But aside from their normal deep dives into legends and folklore, this Halloween, they will once again be spending the last 13 nights of October around a campfire with short daily tales featuring creepy urban legends and spooky local lore from all over the South. Right now, we're going to play you a clip from Southern Gothic. You can listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Southern Gothic is a podcast that explores the history behind some of the American South's darkest days greatest mysteries, and most chilling ghost stories. funeral of William Eddings Baynard was the largest that Hilton Head Island had ever seen. The affluent planter from nearby Edisto Island had passed away on May 2nd, 1849, and due to he and his family's prominence and success, wealthy plantation owners from all over came to Hilton Head to mourn his passing. The funeral procession began at Braddock's Point Plantation, where Baynard had passed. It then weaved through the live oak and pine tree-lined roads of the island's maritime forest. At the front was a black-draped wagon hearse carrying Baynard's body, and it was followed by the family's formal black carriage with his widow and children inside. Mourning relatives joined the funeral cortege as well, and enslaved men and women from all over the island gathered to watch the procession as they had been given this one day off in honor of the deceased. Upon arrival at the Zion Chapel of Ease, a pregnant Mrs. Baynard was escorted by William's brother, Ephraim, to the front pew, along with her seven children. The old wooden church was a mere 30 by 40 feet in size, so it was likely a tight fit for those present at the services. But when it finally came time to inter the beloved father in the cemetery outside, it was clear that his final resting place was fit for a king. A beautiful redstone mausoleum capable of holding 20 souls. A mausoleum that remains to this very day, almost two centuries later, the oldest surviving structure on Hilton Head Island.
period while the Baynard Mausoleum has somehow stood the test of time. Tragically, its mission to protect those interred there has not been fulfilled. As today, it sits under those moss-covered oak trees, entirely empty. A victim to over a century of vandalism and theft, making this truly unique and historic structure the center to some of the island's most infamous legends and ghost lore. A legacy that continues on to this very day. My name is Brandon Schecksneider, and you are listening to Southern Gothic. Zion Chapel of Ease is no longer around, but its historic cemetery is still home to the graves of numerous Hilton Head planters, Revolutionary War veterans, and of course, the Baynard family mausoleum. This tomb was unlike anything seen on the island before. The walls of the Greek Revival-style mausoleum were constructed with brownstone and bluestone was quarried in the north and shipped to Hilton Head by barge. Carolina Redstone was then used for the facade, giving the gabled mausoleum its unique red hue. The roof is limestone, and originally the entrance boasted two marble doors that unfortunately are no longer there. On either side of the entrance are upside-down torches made of marble, carvings meant to signify a life cut short. And above the door is the inscription, integrity, and uprightness. An iron fence fixed in granite posts surrounds the mausoleum, but in reality it has done little to protect the tomb from vandals and grave robbers. And as a result, legend says that it is now a hotbed for ghostly activity due to the supposed tragedy that William Baynard endured. A sad tale that has been passed down through the ages. According to local lore, the affluent planter acquired nearby Braddock's Point Plantation in a high-stakes game of poker with Saucy Jack Stoney, another large property owner on the island. Fortunately, this was just in time for Baynard's upcoming wedding to Catherine Adelaide Scott. And as you can imagine, His soon-to-be bride was thrilled by this news. After all, she now had her own mansion to serve as the site of a grand wedding reception. So on the day of their union, after they said their I do's at the local Zion Chapel of Ease, the pair were taken back to Braddock's Point in a magnificent black carriage with an elegant gold-colored interior. Beaming with pride and excitement, the newlyweds entered their new home and began celebrating the beginning of the rest of their lives. The reception began as expected. Music and laughter echoed through the halls and folks joyously danced the evening away. But then, 
after the sun had begun to set, William noticed that Catherine felt awful warm. At first, he didn't think much of it, as they were dancing and celebrating. But eventually, Catherine began sweating profusely, and her face now had a deep scarlet hue. Believing that his bride was merely overexerting herself on the dance floor, William attempted to take her to rest in a nearby chair, but it was already too late. The couple had not moved but a few steps before Catherine collapsed. Shocked by the sight, wedding guests rushed forward to help, but William shooed them away, immediately scooping up his trembling bride from the floor and carrying her back to their bedroom. A doctor was hastily summoned, but the prognosis was clear from the very start. Catherine had contracted a deadly fever, and much to the horror of her new husband, Absolutely nothing could be done for her but sit and wait. So that is exactly what William did. That night, he diligently stayed by her side, watching Catherine struggle to take each and every breath until finally, by morning, she was silent. William was overcome with anguish. What was to be the greatest moment of his life had now turned into the most traumatic. So the grief-stricken widower decided that there was only one thing left that he could do for his bride. Build her an exquisite place of rest that was not only worthy of her beauty, but also grand enough to convey the depths of his loss. The result was that now historic Carolina Redbrick tomb in the Zion Chapel of East Cemetery. Legend claims that William Baynard visited the mausoleum almost every night following Catherine's internment there. He was sometimes seen sobbing violently and others sitting silently with his shoulders drooped and his head buried in his hands. It's said that he never recovered from the loss, and when he himself died several years later, folks on the island whispered that the cause was a broken heart. Yet the couple did not have an easy rest inside that exquisite monument, as it soon became the target for grave robbers following the conclusion of the Civil War. But according to local lore, these men who dared disturb the Baynard's peace did so at their own peril. One man was killed by a tile that fell from the roof of the grave. Another managed to successfully get inside the crypt, but in doing so, he failed to secure the door behind him, leaving him trapped inside with no way to escape. A truly horrific punishment for his crime. For years, no one actually knew that this man had been trapped until one day another thief dared to force his way in. But upon opening that heavy door, the rotting remains of the previous vandal crashed down upon him, sending him into a fear-filled fit of anxiety so severe that he suffered a fatal heart attack right there in that cemetery. 
As you can expect, these happenings didn't exactly temper the stories being shared around Hilton Head that this mausoleum is haunted. Visitors have reported hearing the disembodied sounds of a desperate and heartbroken individual wailing from grief, cries that echo through the human island night. Others have reportedly seen the apparition of a couple dressed in antebellum clothing, standing near the door of the Baynard Mausoleum. But it's said that when these individuals are approached, they seemingly vanish into thin air as if they were never there in the first place. Who these apparitions are is unknown, but most believe they are the souls of William and Catherine, reunited in death. Of course, with a legacy that looms as large as William Baynard's, these aren't the only places where people claim to have encountered a spirit. What was once Baynard's Grand Mansion on Braddock's Point Plantation is now known as the Stony Baynard Ruins. The mansion burned down back in 1867, but today some of the decaying walls remain, as well as the foundations of several slave quarters. The short trail that leads visitors to the site from Plantation Drive has been deemed by some to be the, quote, creepiest hike in South Carolina. Not only has William Baynard's ghost purportedly been seen wandering the grounds at night, but eerily, some have also claimed to witness a spectral funeral procession slowly making its way from the ruins to the Baynard Mausoleum. Yet who this ghostly funeral procession is for is up for debate. Because if you didn't notice, the legend that I told you about the tragic death of a bride on her wedding day doesn't quite add up to the description of William's funeral that I opened with in this episode. So it seems that much like most ghost stories we cover, Hilton Head Island's local lore ain't gonna let the truth get in the way of a good story. We'll explore some of these differences, as well as the actual history of the Baynard family, their plantation, and their mausoleum, after the break. <laughs> 